I think the triumphant return of the show. It only took 18 episodes to get the starting bit going it's properly. It's been a while. It's been <laughs> literally a year. Exactly a year. Because this is the week after the week we stopped yeah, last year. So we year. technically never missed a week. We just missed a year. Yeah. So if you just ignore the, the year in between, then yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. And you got it correct. You got everything. I oh, yeah. It's the recording. The audio is still going. It should auto fade out and duct. Um, I mean, the set works. Hey, guys, look, we're live on air. You like that? I got that whole like... Saturday Night Live thing kind of going on People right there. People are asking us if it's live or not. Right there. It's live. Uh, wow. Anyway, welcome to the RTFM show. It's been literally one year and one week mm-hmm. since it went on hiatus. Uh, Nick is unfortunately not with us this week because he is off uh, doing wedding stuff with a good friend of his uh, up north in the state. So, so he missed a week. <laughs> supposedly he's watching. Supposedly. So we'll see. I don't know, maybe, we'll, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll have to make a call into him later or something. But uh, anyway. Sucks. Everything sounding good on every. I don't want to. I don't want. Ooh, just, like, I don't want to like click on anything and mess anything up because it's working. Everything appears to be working. Yeah, as it should have because we didn't undo anything. It's literally the exact same setup, and we don't have any like crazy echo like <laughs> one episode, right? Oh. Guys? <laughs> we went back and kind of. Re- I just was sort of skimming through old episodes, trying to like. What funny, because you don't remember the things you say for 90 minutes, 18 times in a row. So yeah, you forget. For like, sure. It's like listening to it for the first time when you go back to an old episode and there was one where it was like, hey guys, hey guys, blah, 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 blah. It was like, everyone was like, oh my God, echo from hell. Yeah. And then I remembered what happened as I had duplicated an audio source. So anyway, uh, yeah, I'm excited. We got a good show for you guys. Um, some topics that are tech related, some topics that are not. And uh, I think we've got to start off by mentioning the fact that we are also launching a brand new shirt design that we've been actually in the works on for months like a long time on this yeah. shirt i um, forgot that you were doing it and then yeah and then it happened <laughs> so anyone that's been into the, to the south oc cars and coffee saw me wearing the prototype there um this is our dad bods and pc mods hot rod pc shirt so it's, it's so sick it's, it's so literally sick. launched right now on the site so if you guys are interested in that um it's available now, so you guys can go over there. We launched it to you guys first. Would you figure anyone that's here for the podcast is probably more than likely the interested parties? Yep. But, uh, yeah, I think it's a cool shirt. Uh, it kind of takes, like, my, my two favorite hobbies, which is cars and PCs. And, obviously, I have a dad bod. You guys like to remind me in every show. <laughs> dad bod's getting more dad body. Jeez, you guys are mean. Jeez. Yeah, you can see that right there. It's also the most colors we put into a shirt. It's our most expensive print yet, but we didn't raise the price. I'm just I'm just cutting into any of my my portion of it. That way we could... Make it look cool. So anyway, there it is. Hope you guys like it. Uh, JSUSense.com or in the link in the bottom of this podcast too. You also will see a link to the, to so the website. So cool. I, I love that design so much. Our artist is so dope. Like for our designs and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, he does a great job. Um, uh, his name is Alan, I believe. Um, through Brokered through CrowdMade. Because CrowdMade is my merch company and, and they do a fantastic job. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anything you want to say before we kind of kick this off? Like we've talked a lot internally because one of the most common questions we ever get is what happened in the RTFM show? Is yeah. it ever coming back? Is it ever coming back? And we've always talked about the fact that like we loved doing the show. Yeah. We never wanted to stop it, but it started to come down to an opportunity cost thing of like, what's it, what are we not able to do when we're doing this? Yeah. We started realizing what we're not able to do is have fun. So how, how do you feel about this? Um, I, it's been a while and I freaking missed it. Like I, I love being back here and kind of like having this bit of the Friday at the end of the week to kind of unwind. You know what I mean? To mm-hmm. have like a lot more lighthearted and non, non, like, I mean, some of our topics are tech related, but like, you know, it yeah. doesn't like, 
I don't feel like I have to talk about tech anymore. You know what I mean? And it's right. kind of like, just like, this, let's turn our brain off, talk about something different and just have a completely different vibe from the rest of the week. Well, I know there's a lot nice. of people watching today that probably have no idea what this is. Cause in the last year we've had a lot of people come to the channel that are new and they probably have no idea that we've even done this podcast. So this was kind of like my successor to tech talk. Only the problem with tech talk when I did that with Jerry is it very rarely involved tech. And so people got triggered by the fact that it was Tech Talk. And I used to say, welcome to Tech Talk. I'll show the only thing about tech is the fact that we're using tech to bring it to you, where we talk about anything. And it was like, yeah. then I thought about naming this show Anything Goes. But then I thought that could be a little too literal at times. And it was, <laughs> yeah. So then I was like, you know, I worked, I worked. In, you don't want, and you don't want to unlock Jay and like have him talk about anything. No, I don't want any, I don't want anyone to be able to just talk about anything, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> Uh, but then, then I went into, you know, I worked in support for a long time and IT and all that. And I went RTFM, read the freaking manual yeah. and you can replace freaking with the uh, correct word. Mm-hmm. Um, I see uh shark bait just said, Hey guys, this is RTFM. Where's the booze? Well, I'm not personally drinking this particular episode. Um, and wasn't I'm pre- also wasn't prepared. not drinking out of solidarity because you know, <laughs> I don't even have water in front of me. I forgot my <laughs> bottle. Like I'm literally just melting away to nothing. It's like when your wife is pregnant and you don't want to drink in solidarity with her. Like I don't want to drink when Jay's not drinking. Here's the thing: I don't have a cup. So if I were gonna drink, it'd be one of the gifts you guys gave me for my birthday. And I'd be drinking from the bottle, which would look super alcohol. Yes. <laughs> Although I do drink from the bottle on my Twitch streams. So, uh, whatever. <laughs> I mean, speaking I of beer. speaking of streams, why don't you go ahead and dig us into our first topic? Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um. In this whole, uh, like, on my Twitch, uh, or no, sorry, uh, on my uh, Twitter feed the other day, because um, obviously I don't follow any of these things. I don't follow, like, the whole, um, like, all the Twitch streamers and, and that sort of stuff, but... It really is a different, just it, a different animal. Yeah, it's a, whole, it's a whole different world that I'm not a part of, but, like, it, it blew up so big that it ended up on my feed, and um, uh, what is it? There is this dude that was part of a, a streaming org who, uh, he was making about 60k a year in salary on top of his <clears throat> on top of his stream earnings and stuff. And then he got kicked from the org for for some reason and then he went on this whole rant about talking about how like oh like we were like it would be so nice if we made enough money to like uh um know when our next meal was going to come and like he was Right cuz he was kind of making it sound okay first of all you have to paint the picture of he's making it sound like he was streaming all this time. Yeah cuz like so basically and like, he was the, dumping all this effort in and didn't even know where he's going to be able to get his next meal from. Cuz the org was the org graciously like they they helped him move out from where they were to like a streaming house okay. you know, out here in LA because that's where the that's where the HQ So they already already shared expenses. Yeah. The well the house uh I think they were paying for the house, but that was part of the, I mean, dude, 60K salary, right? Like you should be able to pick somewhere that's reasonable. Now, now $60,000 a year in SoCal, anywhere in SoCal would already be hard to live on. Yeah. It's a little tough, but the thing is that like the decisions that they made, but he got to keep the proceeds from his streams, right? Yeah. Yeah. And also like parts of brand deals and that sort of stuff. So how did the streamer house make money? So, um, well, because it was like him and three of his, his like best friends or whatever. They, they kind of were like a, like their own little mini organ side of it or whatever. So basically it was just a live-in version of like an MCN on YouTube. It's just for streamers. Basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and so like the other people in this house were also, you know, they were putting in work and everything. And then he got like, I think he got kicked. One of the reasons was because the, the org, the manager of the org (laughs) realized that like, um, after this all blew up on Twitter, he came back at him like, dude, like I just pulled your streaming stats up. You streamed for 40 hours in a whole month. Now, most people work 40 hours a week at a, at a actual real. Yeah. I, I don't want to say, K. I don't want to say a real job. Yeah, yeah. Cause I mean that, that seems a little bit two faced, but 
the reality is anything you do that creates income that you use to live or mm-hmm. survive is a job. Doesn't matter if it's if it's out there picking up waste bins or you're talking to pixels online that happen to be people on the other side. Exactly. It's still a job. And you have to treat it like a job, which clearly this person was, you know, like people are calling him a kid. Like, yeah, I mean he I think he's in early twenty or yeah, like early twenties or something like that. But I wonder if he's time, had a re- I wonder if he's had like a traditional job probably not in some sense before like does he have anything to compare real world to yeah i think i think that's what it was and that's why that's why like streaming twitter and gaming twitter kind of ripped into him too because they were just like dude like like 60k plus your streaming earnings like you know what i mean and it's like he was complaining about that it takes um, a lot of work for any up-and-coming streamer to earn 60k in a year just from streaming revenue or any or brand yeah and to get that head start you know what i mean like automatically plus the recognition of that organ like it's like his and, survival money was ex- was was provided yeah he could he could honestly just focus on streaming so but then like he started complaining about that the rent was like super high because i think it was like 10k a month or something okay that is very that. high yeah but the thing is like so he goes on wait his, is that his portion 10k or or uh, the whole i think that was the whole house so and okay then i believe i was gonna say what freaking west Beverly Hills mansion did they it move was, into? It was in it was in L.A., so that's why. But, but like, because I think part of the requirements was that they had to live within a certain range of the HQ. Okay, you know, obviously, just like us, you know, what I, mean? right. I don't want to live an hour away from here just in case I need to come here to do stuff. But, right. um, part of the thing though was that like he they could have totally picked a cheaper place to live in. And like, so they were sort of one of that glamorous lifestyle. So, so yeah, so all this, all this drama was going down. Like he goes on stream. He's just like, you know, he was just like, look, like I'm going to show to you guys that we couldn't pick somewhere cheaper. And then it was like, he pulls up, he pulls up Zillow and it shows a bunch of houses that are way cheaper than 10 K a month. And then he just basically like proved his own point wrong on stream. And it was just this big baseball moment of like, like there, this, I mean, this shows that like you have, if you want to like stream for a job, you have to act and treat it like a job. Like it has to be professional. Now, like what that. was he saying about not knowing where their next meal is going to come oh, from? Oh yeah. The, the, he, yeah. He said that like the, um, you know, it'd be nice to have money if, or it'd be nice to have money and know when our next meal was going to come or whatever. And then he posted, somebody replied with this picture. Um, <laughs> it was a, it was a post that that streamer had posted and then he just put like the 100 emoji or whatever about it as if he was like bragging about the fact that his room was covered in food delivery things. And here's it was just the craziest one of my favorite part. replies to it was just like, bro, buy groceries? Question well, no, here's the thing. Do you know how <laughs> like, much money worth of DoorDash yeah. and Postmates is sitting right there? Just fees alone. That's like <laughs> probably a grand in fees alone. <laughs> I feel like as a parent. Of somebody that's, you know, my, my oldest child is 13. That's why I figured that this topic would be interesting. Because, because like, yeah. th- let's face it, the, the, the reality is, it's awesome that I feel like I'm, I'm the senior of a generation that was able to find success in non-traditional pathways. Right. Okay. I went through a very traditional pathway for, for the majority of my life, right? And then the last 10 years of my life have been quite interesting because of the fact that it's been complete flip. Oops. Well, it's against it's against the norm. Remember, I have boomer parents. Yeah, that was you go to high school, you go to college, you get a job, you work at the factory for forty years, you buy a house for fifty thousand dollars, and you retire. Oh, right. That nice. <laughs> now my parents were part of that generation, but I wasn't. The problem was I yeah. was I went to I went to high school, I went to college for a bit, couldn't afford it, went to work full time, could barely afford to rent an apartment. Right. And then even then, that was from a family member. It was a condo that they owned, and we got a very good rate on that. Like the fin- the friends and family, we're not even covering property taxes level of of right. rate, right? And then sort of fell into this 
this pool of YouTube and it just fortunately for me worked out. So I, I feel like I had this really unique perspective of seeing when you can't pay rent, what happens mm-hmm. and when you're paying other people's rent because you're fortunate enough to be able to and, and be on both sides of that. I don't want to say wealth. I don't like the term wealth, but both sides of the the echelon of income. Right, right. And everything I read about this story says this guy's never had to actually struggle. And I hope that this is like the learning. The but, the, lesson, but the struggles right? he's trying to paint are not actually struggles. <laughs> yeah, clearly, if you can afford that much, like that much, you know, order in food, because it's like. This, yeah, let's look at that picture again. There's probably. <laughs> Three or four hundred dollars, at least, maybe five hundred dollars or more worth of food right here. Yeah. Because anyone that's ever ordered Postmates, DoorDash, Grubhub knows with the fees and delivery fees and all that sort of stuff, you're looking at for one person twenty five bucks, thirty bucks maybe. If you're ordering for two, three people, if he's got two, three friends here, you're looking at eighty, yeah, ninety very, bucks per very, order. We're very familiar with uh, Postmates. Here. We know exactly how much it costs <laughs> yeah. to order for three people. Exactly. Because <laughs> we rotate who buys lunch often. Then we, yep. we, we've been bringing our lunch a lot more than, lately because of the cost. But yeah, no, seriously. If each one of those bags is, let's just say, 50 bucks, yeah, there's $500 or more worth of food right there. And look at all the drinks sitting on the... So this person has never had to budget. This yeah, person never yeah. had to actually scrimp or save. It sounds to me like this person kind of wanted the whole, like... They wanted the whole, like, Mr. Beast lifestyle, but they don't... It's make almost, Mr. Yeah. Beast money. And you then, know what I mean? And then it's almost like the moment they got that deal with the org, they were like, oh, now I can do this. Now I can just spend all my money. And, well, like, live, I think they large. look at that opportunity and was like, that's it. We made it. Yeah. We made it. We're, we're Twitch yeah, no. famous. And that was exactly what a lot of the streamers on, on Twitter were saying. They were like, they're acting like this is the moment you made it. And it's like, no, this is your first step into getting there. This dude is helping you out with this, you know, with the salary and everything too, to allow you to like have some extra time and some extra finances but, but to you know, chase those deals and stuff. Do but. you know what happens though when you quote unquote make it? It's hard, it's the the next phase. Yeah. And I don't want to call it the game, but everything life is a kind of a game, right? Right. right, right. The next phase is how do you keep it? Yeah. Because there's always the mo- the, the 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 next more exciting, more interesting person mm-hmm. that's going to make it. And as much as I hate to even use the term competition of views, everyone's competing for views yeah. in a space that's highly saturated. Yep. And let's face it, there's burnout, not just from content creators, but the viewer burnout. I mean, even in music, right? Like the sophomore album curse is a thing because yes. it's like, you know, you'll, you hit it, you hit it right on the first try and then you're like, cool. Now what? That's why there's a ton of one hit wonders. Yeah. Yeah. Because they didn't get through the sophomore curse basically. Or, or on the flip side, you make it and then you go, I can do anything now. I've got this cult following that will follow me no matter what I do. And they do something really weird mm-hmm. or off the cuff or just complete 180 of direction. You know, I was, I was commenting, I was talking about this with someone the other day. Someone was like, how's YouTube going? I'm like, oh, YouTube's been interesting since the pandemic. And, and yeah. what I mean by that is I said, I said, there's viewer fatigue, viewer, there, there's less views across the board for everybody. Like even Linus over the last month is down like 40 million views yeah, from every, where he was. Everyone now, is to down. Be fair, Linus is like 150 million views a month at times. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's at like 70, 80 million views a month. I mean, 90, 90-ish. That's a, that's a big percentage drop. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's all relative, right? That's it's why very percentage, relative. percentages makes more sense. But we've all seen that, that, that same sort of percentage drop of views per video kind of a thing. Everything's down. Summertime, school starting back up, people are traveling again. So people are already viewer fatigued. Yeah. So if you need to come up with an idea or some sort of, if you want to, if this, if this business of mine, look, 3.7 million is, is, is not a huge channel these days. It's not yeah. tons and tons of people have started way after us and gone so much farther than us in other genres, but they're kind of like firecrackers or like fireworks. They explode up in the air and then they kind of land wherever, yep. right? Who knows? Um, but if, if I, if I look at my, and this is, 
the analogy I use. If I look at my channel or my business as a ship, it started as a little rowboat. You can do circles all day long. Wee, this is fun. Do whatever you want. Right? <laughs> I just saw somebody in chat say, Jay seemed a lot happier back in the day when he had a smaller channel. I, how many times have you heard me say, I miss those days so much? Yeah. I miss those days. I'm not unhappy. It's just I didn't have the same stress then that I do now. I think it's like it's time, right? It's just because there's you have less time to dedicate now. Well, yes, but actually, no, I dedicate all my time to this because this is the only thing I, other than family. This is the only thing content no, creation. Meant, you have less time for this now because like, you know, your kids are growing up and, you know, requiring more of a time investment, obviously, um, on that side. Mm. Is that I think I, uh, yeah, maybe I think I'm a much better. So one of the reasons why I ever had a studio to begin with was I had, that was about, that was about work life balance. Right. Yeah, I yeah, had yeah. to get my life out of my work that, and life that apart. Separation, yes. right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but what I was starting to say is when I was a smaller channel, I, I could pivot that boat all I wanted all over the place. Right. More maneuverability. Yes. Then? Okay. And then it grows and it becomes uh, like a fishing boat, a little, a little, a little aluminum hull. Aluminium, depending from a little aluminum hull with a little motor on the back, and you can turn it in the wee, but the turning radius is bigger, the speed's faster, but but right. it takes more time to do something. Right, right. Then you turn into like a, a, a little yacht. That's when maybe I say a yacht with maybe like a hundred thousand views, hundred fifty thousand views. Back when I hit the hundred thousand views, nobody had hit ten million views on YouTube yet. So you got relative. It's like it's right? a view inflation. Actually, right? I think I think I think Ray Ray Williams. Ray, Ray, like Ray, Ray, I can't remember William his name. Jay, I think? No, no, no. Um, no, wait. I can't remember his name. Anyway, he was the number one. Yeah, I think Ray I, Williams yeah. Johnson. That was him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I yeah. think it was Ray Williams. Yeah, yeah. so Williams he was the number one YouTuber at the time when I started YouTube and was growing. Um, so relative, much smaller channels overall, right? But as my, I found out about 100,000 views, I felt a little bit more stress. The boat's a little bigger. It takes a little longer to make these turns. Plus, you right? have, and then you start getting responsibilities, right? You hire people and then that adds, because I mean. You know. Yes, yes. And that, that leads to the stress. Um, of decisions I make. Like if I turn this ship and it runs into a ground and we all sink, you guys sink with me. And that's, I don't want that. Yeah. You know, but I, I, I don't want it. Either. But I feel like right now, <laughs> like right now, I feel like a Maersk in the channel. I got stuck <laughs> because. Oh, the freaking ever. The yeah. Ever, yeah ever the, ever stuck? The, yes. The ever stuck. <laughs> that got stuck in that channel. Right. Suez. Because oh, no, man. I don't feel stuck at all. I feel like right now we're still making forward progress. Yeah. It's just, we're at like, we we're back at like quarter steam right now. Cause I'm going to manage, you know, how, how we create content based on what the viewer wants to see, but what we want to see, but I'm also not going to like, okay, today we're a car channel and that's all we're doing now. Yeah. Like I could do that back in the past. Um, I don't remember where I was going with this, but I do remember like it just, it's just the the transition between like, you know, kind of having that freedom to experiment and not really care. Not, not like, not like you don't care, but like, you, you know what I mean? Like not really yeah, yeah. fret about if, it. If much. anyone goes to my channel and sorts the views by oldest videos first, you'll notice the first like 30 videos were very all over the place. Yeah. It's, oh, here's a battery pack. Here's no, there's a, a battery thing. pack. Here's a, here's a laptop. Here's, here's some Nick battlefield lunches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah here's here's battlefield. battlefield <laughs> no, no battlefield helicopter <laughs> gameplay, like bad casting, you know, all <laughs> kinds of stuff. Yeah. But I, but that's because I could, I was trying to find who I was and who my style was, and then and then the more I realized like screw all that I'm just gonna be me, and then that's sort of what worked. Mm-hmm. But I feel like too, the larger the channel gets, the more unforgiving the audience becomes. Right. Um, and what I mean by that is like they they kind of have this expectation of you. Yeah. And sometimes they don't align. And I don't think it's like fully the audience. I think a lot of it too is the algorithm, obviously, because we're all we're all stuck with that. You know what I mean? It's just like. It's it's kind of like if the audience doesn't watch something, then the algorithm sees that and goes, okay, that that video sucks. And then it it 
snowballs in both directions. That's how well, videos that's what, go that's viral. That's why I circled back to viewer fatigue. Right. Tech, specifically PC tech viewers, are very fatigued because we've just went through a severe roller coaster, roller coaster of ups and downs regarding tech. Right. 30 series is out. It's amazing cost of performance. Can't get it. Oh, scalpers. Oh, cryptocurrency. Now prices are insane. It's unavailable. Yeah. Okay, things are now starting to become available. I can't afford rent because of inflation. It's just like you're screwed no matter how you try and look at it. It's so like, then you you create you have a channel where it's talking about all these things that people have a hobby of but can't afford. They don't want to be constantly reminded of that. Mm-hmm. But because I'm this big ship, I can't just full rudder right <laughs> into the rocks because people are, are don't want to talk about it or hear about it. So right. we just kind of keep going forward. We do our thing. And then we sort of let time sort of figure all that out. Right. And that's kind of where we are. And, and the only reason why someone, I think, would say I looked happier in the older videos is because there was nothing riding on it. Yeah. There wasn't that's my... That's what I was getting at. That whole, the whole, like, you don't have to care. It's because there, there's less responsibility back then, you know? Yeah. I have, I have your income, Nick's income, Brian's income... Uh, the, the fact that, you know, I, I pay my mom a salary. I'm now paying for the house that she's living in. I continue to add more stress, right. but in, in good ways, but there's just so much writing. Yeah, on because it always comes back to the fact that like, obviously you're grateful that you are capable of doing all of those things. Yeah. Right. And I wish we could be, I could be fully transparent on so many of the deals that we turn down because they simply are bad fits and they just are, they're disingenuine and they're money grabs because I mean, that, I, I feel like that paints a character picture, but mm-hmm. I mean, also too, I, I can't sit there and do that either. <laughs> yeah. You know? Cause you're just doing your own horn. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like the guy that donates $5 million to charity and then goes on a, pub, yeah, a publicity guys, tour, you no, donate, yeah. goes on a publicity tour about the charity that he, that he right. donated yeah. to, you know? So it's like, <laughs> and the publicity tour costs 10 million. <laughs> yeah. Someone said, who is Brian? Brian's all the behind the scenes stuff. Uh, when it comes to a lot of, he's my, my chief operating officer. He, he's the, the one XO. that he's kind of, he runs like, screen for all of our brand deals and stuff he vets all of it brings it to me we talk about it we discuss it he goes back to the brands like that way i don't have to he's the number one (laughs) he's my number one number one and yeah he does the he he does the riker sit like the riker maneuver every time he sits down (laughs) no i'm just kidding he can't (laughs) i love you brian your legs are too short he almost died (laughs) i tried to do it over this chair remember (laughs) oh we gotta post that video somewhere (laughs) yeah i don't know i mean it's (laughs) justice for brian So th- this this whole discussion started about someone that I feel like hasn't really put in the effort or the time or the risk and is complaining about not having the lifestyle. Yeah, and then to contrast it too, like one of another one of his like teammates or whatever like took off and actually put in his work. And pr- he, there's doing, probably some jealousy there. Probably a little bit, yeah. 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 I mean, he just kept going and then, you know, it was just like it was just so much easier it looked so much worse for him because the internet could just directly compare, you know, the two different situations and stuff. And it was like, Ugh. but you know what though? Everyone, everyone in this chat room, there's 3,723 people in this, in this podcast right now, listening to this live that we've all seen some content creator that has had explosive growth and turned into a complete D bag. A lot of you are watching one right now, according to their opinions, <laughs> but my point is, you've no, you've seen it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the yeah, guy that goes yeah. out there and just blows all the money, like used to be cool, used to be chill, just then... completely is turned like into a uh, like friends and family. I don't even know you anymore, kind of a thing, right? Right. And then what happens when it all falls apart? Yeah, you know, and, and, and we've seen it multiple times in in all facets of social media, TikTok, 
Instagram, because remember, and TikTok's a new Instagram. Instagram Reels is just kind of like whatever now, right? Yeah, Instagram Reels is like wish.com TikTok for sure. Wish.com. <laughs> like I, I, wish. I, I, always, I always notice when I'm not on TikTok <laughs> because I'm like scrolling through it. I'm like, why Why are all these not funny? And then I realize like, oh yeah, I'm in the wrong app because Instagram like stole me again. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. But, but the thing is you can always tell those content creators too that are always trying to just chase whatever the next popular thing is. Yeah. I've just always stuck to YouTube. I mean, I... I probably could have done so much more if I had been able to like follow all those trends, but then I don't, oh, I don't no, want to be a trend follower. The chat's just listing everyone they think is that. <laughs> but, my, but that proves my point. Everyone right. has someone in their mind right. that when you think of that, right. Insta growth, D-bag, come, you know, growth go in, D-bag come out, that they have a, some, and someone in this chat feels like that's me, but that's fine. But I mean, there's, there's real instances out there of people that just completely turn into like mm. jerks, like complete and utter jerks. Just go straight to their head. And I'm talking about in their personal life, the way they treat their family, the way they treat their significant others or girlfriends or whatever. And it's just, it's, it's ugly. And, and I feel like it's probably a good thing that this particular person. Like it happened this early in his career, right? Like, like hopefully the warning or like the, the lesson, he learns a lesson from here and then doesn't. I don't know. Maybe it's going to take time <laughs> to see because this isn't, this isn't the less, they're not in the, I've learned a lesson stage. Yeah. Because they're I think in this the, happened a while back already. So like we're already removed from that situation in yeah. time. So maybe this is turning into the poor me because you got to understand there's a, when things start to fall apart, yeah. there's another knee jerk reaction. A lot of those kinds of creators have, and that is to reach out to their audience for pity and start GoFundMe's yeah, and all that exactly sort of stuff. Yeah, that's exactly what he was doing. Yeah, exactly. See, I don't even know who this is because there's no <laughs> yeah. name on here, but I'm telling you right now, there's, it's a, pro- like the, it's just there's a process. The, yep. There's a process where they're just like, oh, guys, I can't make any money now because this, this, this no. our, the company we're working for is totally screwing me over. So here, here's a GoFundMe so you can pay my bills and my DoorDash fees. I think... <laughs> Yeah, the food. I think that was exactly how this blew up because he started making all these false claims, and then the the dude from the old org was like, "Yo, no, yeah, I'm if you're gonna make up. false claims, they yeah. need to be." That's, that's he, what, he brought receipts. He showed. He talked about yeah. like this is exactly what I was paying them. This is like, and then people from the brand deals, like the liaisons, got in on it, and I was just. That's why I got so in, invested in it because I was just like scrolling, and I'm like what's this thing? And then I yeah. just kept reading it. I was like, dude, this guy, oh no. And then he posted the, or somebody reposted that picture of the food. And I was like, dude, oh no, man. Yeah. Just, Welcome to the Well, here's the world. thing. You know, what's the old saying? The truth will out. It always does. Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to tell people all the time, because I mean, people always try and dig up dirt on me. I'm like, dude, dig. You're going to yeah. be digging a long way because I am the most boring person you will ever meet when it comes yeah, to my personal life. Like, Dang, nice weight loss, dude. <laughs> Like that's all. That's what you're gonna find. Well, it's kind of like it's kind of like the uh, I got my wedding ring on right now. But you know my number one search result. I'm gonna see if it still does it. If I type oh. J's two cents, J A Y Z T W C E N T S. Oh, it doesn't show up anymore. Um, divorce. Divorced, yeah. Was number one, and the reason for that is because uh, I was going to the gym five days a week. Because I, I try to go five days a week now. I'm getting three to five depending on right. the workload. Um, I t- always took my ring off. And I wore my dad's ring for the longest time. After my dad passed away, we had the same size hand. I wore my dad's ring. My mom gave it to me. And I almost lost it. It fell out of my, it fell out of my bag and I happened to find it. And right. I was freaked out as I almost lost my dad's ring. Wait, so at the I, gym? Uh, and the thing was in the car. Oh, okay. I just remember I couldn't find it for a few days. And I was oh. like, I didn't tell my wife. I'm like, oh man, oh man, oh man. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to be mad. I'm, I was more mad than anyone because my dad's ring, my, my right. late father's ring. Yeah. I found it. And then I gave it to her. She put it away. And then I just didn't wear a ring for a while because I was tired of taking it on, off, on, off, on, and You off. don't trust yourself to like always yes. remember to grab it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so I just stopped wearing my wedding ring and in videos, people caught on to that. And then it became this huge thing. <laughs> Even my wife's cousin oh, out wow. of the blue I didn't texted my wife and was like, uh, are you getting a divorce? <laughs> 
my god! With no mention of something like that ever having been mentioned in my videos, people just took Dude. it upon themselves to say Jay's not wearing a wedding ring, therefore he must be getting a divorce. Jay's too single. <laughs> And now I love Kyle to death. The weird thing is this was all around the same time Kyle was going through his split. Oh. So I think people were just kind of like on that cop that topic. Oh yeah, and just trying to like dig up like, oh hey, what if what if this and just tabloid stuff. Yeah, so it, <laughs> we found it really interesting. Like my like my wife and I joked about it. I'm like, Yeah, I didn't know I was getting divorced. Did you know we're getting divorced? I didn't know. <laughs> oh, okay, well, cool. <laughs> we'll talk about that tomorrow, I guess. Sick. You know? <laughs> but I, I just goes to show how how things will get fabricated. Oh, yeah. Out of nowhere. Yeah. And you know. especially because, like, no one no one checks their sources anymore. No, it's it's just about what's... Yeah, what is... Uh, what could we type that will be interesting to talk about? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's all and I care think, about is the engagement number, right? I think, honestly, that's one of the reasons why so many people were, were very infatuated and upset about the whole, like, price prediction video of mine. Because mm-hmm. that's really the only thing that they could, like, grab onto to say, Jay, you're freaking wrong. And we're going to, like, put you on blast for it. Yeah, I doubled down on it. And then I, we'll talk about it a little bit later on. There's some things I was right about and obviously things where I was wrong about. And I already yeah. made that I was wrong video. But everything is so polarized, like, yes, no. Like, it, you have to either completely be wrong or completely be right. And that's why, The I thing like, is, if you read the comments, the thing I'm right or wrong about is not the same. <laughs> yeah. So, like, one person will say I'm right about this. Another person will say I'm wrong about the same thing. Ugh. And then that person will say, but you were right about this. And the other person's like, no, you were wrong about that. And here's the thing. It's a, it's a prediction game. Right. It's, it's, it was a prediction Predictions are wrong all the time. Hey, you know that guy that keeps predicting the end of the earth? How's that going? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Those are some pretty I think it's defi- going pretty good. <laughs> but you know <laughs> what, though? You but that guy would literally give a date. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be 2012, right? I think there was more since then. I mean, well, and then they made the movie. <laughs> and then the Mayans were like, okay, never mind. Maybe it's not 2012. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, just kind of moving on away from the, the whole streamer topic. I, mean, I think yeah. the bottom line is, like, I'm going to just kind of end that that topic personally with... Look, I've worked some very remedial jobs. I've worked some very laborious, non-thankful jobs. Like I was a FedEx driver in a very hot region. So the whole discussion about, you know, oh, they had to take a pee in a bottle in the back of the van. It's like, jerk, that was every day for me. Yeah. That was every day. And th- th- you know what the difference was? When I was a FedEx driver, literally peeing in bottles and, and not taking breaks, there was no social media yet. Right. So the difference is like, there's there's a platform for people to complain about for change, and I'm all for it because the working conditions that when I worked for FedEx in the early 2000s was bad. Right, it was bad. I'm mean, talking 110 degrees out in the desert, literally running more stops that I could handle in a single day. Like my shirt, because it was like a, I, I back then we had button up, there were button up uh, gray with like uh, purple pinstripes and the right. FedEx logo. Now they were like collared shirts and stuff. But anyway, it it was it was white with salt when I was done at the end of the day with how much I sweat Jeez. through it. But, uh, you know, it's because that UPS driver that kind of like fainted in front of the door cam a few months back and oh, yeah. sparks that discussion. And it's like these conditions have always been this way. And yes, something needs to be done about it. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, I've worked that type of job. I get it. I've worked IT. It's just a very thankless job. I've right. traveled all over the world or, and all over the country doing that. Um, I don't look at anyone's job as like pointless. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like, you know. People will look at what I've created here. Or, you know, you have an amazing job. You've talked about how much you love your job. You love yeah. editing. You love working it's, here. It's literally a dream job. I it's still tell people that. Very, very non-traditional. That. Although it's traditional type of work. It's in a very non-traditional container. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like every single person out there working a job, whatever it is, is, is essential as yeah. far as I'm concerned. As much as I kind of got burned out on the term essential. Um, everyone working a job, no matter what it is, that job has purpose. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'm exist, thankful right? for all of those people. Honestly, and I know that sounds like I'm tooting my own horn. It's just I know at any time I could end up back there. I don't want to, but 
I'm prepared to if I have to. Mm-hmm. You know, any any closing thoughts on your streamer guy? Like any words of wisdom to him? Uh, it's a job, bro. <laughs> Gotta treat, treat it, it like, like one. one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I and I think that that like. Yeah, like you said, like I, you know, I, I worked in a restaurant job for like four years before I got into uh, freelance editing, and then obviously this gig, and so like I oh freelance dude, <laughs> yeah, that remind me, <laughs> but yeah, like it, it's like I, I think just having that work ethic from you know, like my first job being a runaround and like you know, there's like freaking. 50 orders that you got to run out and blah, blah, blah. I've never worked food like, service and I yeah. never will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's. I will literally go back to day labor, which I did for a while. I did work for one of those day labor sites where you, you go to the office and they tell you where to go and you get paid, you know, four bucks an hour or whatever at the time. You learn exactly. I'll go back to that before I'll serve people food. <laughs> yep. And you learn exactly how much people don't think. <laughs> That's all I'll say about that. Uh, Shay and Chad just says, uh, delivery drivers are super relief. Yes. Mm. I always tip the max like right, that it will right. allow me or, or put extra or whatever, because I'm like, I right. don't have to leave my house because this person was willing to. So freaking tip, tip them. Well, would you agree? Uh, what is this you got on here? Space enthusiasm, fanboyism. What does that mean? Oh, um, <laughs> space enthusiasm, fanboyism. It was just like, uh, like, cause you know how the SLS had a, had a launch, uh, scrub. The other day? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, and then they're retargeting was or whatever. It, was it in, no, no, oh, there was an engine problem. Uh, yeah, it was an engine temperature sensor yeah. problem, which is funny because it sounds like... Were they like, mad that it didn't launch? It sounds like all of our... No, it was just like all the Elon, the musky boys came out of the oh. woodworks and were just like... You should have been SpaceX versus NASA. And it's like, dude, they're literally on the same team. Like, none of this makes any sense. We're all going that way to space. Like, it's not... Well, if there was ever any more proof that it doesn't matter what the topic is, there is A and B fanboy. There's always fanboys and there's always this ridiculous war. It's just so funny because it's just you guys are arguing over... like. You didn't. You didn't engineer the rocket, man. And honestly, for that fact, neither did Elon. <laughs> like the engineers engineered. The I could name a few launches where they should have maybe not launched. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, SpaceX included. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and, and it's just it's so funny just because like one launch gets scrubbed and then all these people like the, oh all the all this money getting wasted and stuff and it's just like dude like we're all on the same team we're all just trying to go wait, to wait, space. Wait. They, they were saying money wasted because the launch was aborted. I think someone. Like what would that, the yeah. cost have been and the waste have been if it exploded? I know exactly because then we wouldn't have gotten any data to test the 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 Orion capsule or whatever. I forgot what the mission is, but yeah, I know it's a test flight. Yeah. But. And then meanwhile, the one in Vandenberg went off without a hitch. Yeah, and then also you not you didn't see anybody waste like <laughs> talking about SpaceX wasting money shooting a roadster to Mars, but that was also well, a I test did flight. see people t- complaining about that, but <laughs> okay. still, I mean, I think that the usually the ones that are out there complaining. Let's face it. Let's face it. I think I can say this with this audience, and they're not going to like castrate me. Tesla fanboys are like Apple fanboys. Oh, God, we all yeah. just hate yeah. them anyway. <laughs> so it's yeah. just I don't know what it is about that, but those two particular groups. But they very much are the same type of of boy. Which is ironic. When it comes to fanboy. Yeah, you know which I mean? is ironic because, like, Teslas don't support CarPlay. <laughs> which is part of the reason why, like, I don't want <laughs> I need my CarPlay. I need to be able to... Tap. I see an inter- uh, Sharkbait said another comment here. It was a super, super chat. I never turned those off. I forgot to do that. Sorry about that. Uh, it says, Jay, do you feel the status, service, the status of service providing YouTubers like you and other tech YouTubers has shifted more to FedEx driver's level? Bring the info and then go. Uh, I mean... I've always known from day one that this channel has a lot of pastors by. So we have our content. We have like a few categories of content. Yeah. It's just filler content, which is something like the, the putting together this set video that went live earlier today. Yeah. Uh, I normally wouldn't put a video live on the same day that we're streaming, but I already knew that video was going to get crap views because it was very specifically targeted inside view into the algorithm that we have to fight. <laughs> but it was also 
I also, it was an announcement too. Yeah. So I needed, I needed that video to go live today. But so that doesn't appeal to people that are interested in learning something. Yeah. They didn't, like they didn't learn much like other reviews, than, yeah. like they might've learned that, Hey, road has what's called the podcaster or the roadcaster pro, you know, which is what we use. That was they more might, for the people that are interested in your personality in our personalities. Right. Then. Yeah. Cause this, then, w- this was nowhere in like the titling or anything. So yeah. I would have known that. Um, we have our videos that are like how to's, which we know have legs over time. Like our, like our video about what to do after you build your tower has something like 11 or 12 million views, something like that. Yeah. That's my highest viewed video. Because it's more of a reference video. It's a reference video. It's like a manual. Right. <laughs> it's literally an RTFM. <laughs> you have your embargo lift reviews, which means everyone's video goes live at the same time, which is yeah. exactly what you'll see when AM5 embargo lists, which is exactly what you'll see when the 40 series lists, and exactly what you'll see when the 7000 series uh, GPUs lift. You know, all that sort of stuff. That's why we always joke about like, oh, sorry for exploding your inbox, but you know, I'm sure there's 30 other videos. Right and now. then we've got our stuff that just interests us that we do, like when we did the, the drones and yeah. things like that. And all of those views are all over the place. And that's about as deviation, as much deviation as you'll ever see on my channel. Every mm-hmm. now and then maybe a car or something or another, but I have the car channel, which is like hanging on, like <laughs> snorkeling through a straw <laughs> because I don't have time to put into that channel. Yeah. Even though all the car parts for the 68 Camaro Restro project is all done now. The, the, the subframe is done. The car is painted. It's, it's sitting in storage right now. It's ready to be reassembled. Now we're just waiting on time for the builder and myself to get together and start building it. Right. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. But, uh, where was I going with this? I don't know. This is the second time you've digressed into space. The problem is I made three left turns (laughs) to make a right. And none of us were paying attention which streets you turned on. Doesn't matter. Remember, we live in SoCal. Just point which mountain you need to go towards. Go that way. (laughs) This is why people tune into the show. There's absolutely no. Oh, Oh. it's because a guy asked me about FedEx passerbys. Oh, yeah. So, yes. And then we know there's videos that are going to be like, okay, someone needed this information. They saw it. They watched it. They didn't sub. There's no reason to sub. They just off they went. They didn't look at any other content. Right. That's going to be the reference stuff, right? Like like that that PC building. Yeah. Then you get your your guys like Mr. Beast, which are just. Spectacle. (sighs) That's a nice way of putting it. I'm not a Mr. Beast fan. I don't feel like the guy has an original idea in his I've head. Never, I've never actually intentionally watched any of his content. Honestly. I don't personally feel like Mr. Beast has an original idea in his head. He just regurgitates and recycles all kinds of content that's already been done, but usually way back in the past. Like, for instance, right. putting your hand on the car, and the last one to take your hand off, the car wins it. Car dealerships were doing that in the 70s and the 80s, right? right? Just copies Squid Game, copies Willy Wonka, just copies stuff. So it's almost and, like I, and I have no idea how he does it without infringement, but right. he does. And But the problem is, if you look at the average viewer... They probably aren't even ordered old enough to order Mr. Beast Burger without asking their mom and dad first. But that doesn't matter because views pay no matter what. Should ask that streamer how his Mr. Beast Burgers were. His uh, 500 orders of them. There's probably some in that photo. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. But I, I mean, for me, I just, I just get annoyed because it's just, it's, well, I think he's about to become the number one stream, uh, YouTuber, if not already for for non-original ideas yeah and it just bothers me i mean his presentation he's good at presentation but i think i think anything pop you know what i mean like that's it, kind of like the thing that goes along with pop you know what I mean? like pop music obviously none of it's original but it's always the hits because yeah it's just whoever does the current iteration of the thing better i guess but like fanboyism what you were talking about it, like, it exists everywhere yeah. like i've seen a ton of comments on here that like, you're so much better than linus and vice versa it's like yeah and like, but i, I don't understand I why that has that. to be a thing one yeah, i'm friends exactly. with linus outside of work exactly i can tell you right now everyone that has a problem with linus has no idea what linus is like outside of work mm-hmm. they have zero experience and so they're just talking for the sake of talking yeah um, but i can tell you the bigger his channel's gotten the bigger his team has gotten the more re- removed he is from direct contact with the viewers yeah probably for a good reason because linus is like me he's abrasive 
he doesn't think about what he says all the time and it comes off wrong all the time and then people are going to take it and run with it because the drama queens want the drama. Right. So I understand Linus very well. But uh, I could... has less time, <laughs> like oh, way goodness. less time than us. Like the Lab 32 thing? Dude. Like not just the Lab 32, 22 with Sarah. What, I've heard her last Oh yeah, time. that was just a funny coincidence. That was funny, <laughs> but I would, dude, I was having, I was literally made a doctor's appointment to go see a doctor because of the physical, like. Yeah, this dude Doretto actually almost renoed you yes. <laughs> into the ER, dude. Yes, the it amount of stress, the amount of stress that I was feeling um, regarding yeah. like this, this build out. Getting my mom into her new house and making sure that's all settled and everything's taken care of. Because they all just stacked at the same right? time. My, yeah. Taking care of my own home, making sure that everything here is handled, managing all the contractors myself because I, I didn't use a general. I, I handled all the contractors myself. You know, got to the point to where um, I was having like chest pains to the point where I thought I was having a heart attack. Yeah. And literally had to like He was like laying back. down on the couch um, one time after. Like I, I, I took a break from editing and I came out and I was like, are you okay? You yeah. know, because you were like laying down. And I was, he's just like, dude. Right. I mean, all the stress that people, you know, the, the comments people make. You know, I, I can't read the positive comments without reading the negative comments. It all starts to get to you. Yeah. You know? And so I took a day off. What was it last week or the day before? I just took you guys, hey, not coming in. Yeah, because it started guys can affecting do. all of us too. Like yeah. I started, you know, I was starting to get stressed out too for other stuff. And it all just kind of stacked up on one day. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our, our number one was like, yo, um, Josh should just take a break for a day. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I've got, I've got some doctor's appointments and stuff coming up just to make sure that my health is good. But it was getting to the point to where I was just like, uh, I can't take anymore. And it wasn't anything specific about the thing. It was just, just the everything. fact that like three or four giant like shakeups in your life happened at the same time. Yeah. And, and then other things going on that like, people don't know about because it's not their business. You know, yeah. just lots yeah. of things going on. And so it's it's one of those things where it's like, uh, I got a vacation coming up in December. Can I can I survive till then? <laughs> we got two <laughs> two tech months coming up. Uh, I know. Two, we got to get through that. No, actually, I'm welcoming the launches because it's the launches are great distractions. Yeah. It's just because I know what I'm doing. Exactly. I don't like, have, have to, to think about, about yeah. what content yeah. am I going to make? No, it's like we got a crap ton of testing to do. We got all sorts of fun experiments. You know, when the new graphics cards come out, the air conditioners come back out, the LN2s come back out, all the fun stuff's coming back out. And this might be a question that's, that people in the audience have, but it's like, no, the enthusiasm is still there. Every time we get a new graphics card, like all of us gather around to see the first few benchmarks, like, Whoa, and then we're like, FPS? okay, cool. And then everyone goes about back to their work. <laughs> yeah, because, because we have to do it 39 more times. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, the first few benchmarks are always like, like, you know, we always just check it out and like, oh, it's so cool. <laughs> so yeah, yeah no, the, the enthusiasm is still there. It's just like, you know, obviously you, I feel like it, I'm just going on a tangent, but like, I feel like you get a little bit kind of not jaded, but like desensitized because, you know. When there's literally top of the line stuff everywhere around It's most you. exciting in the first week of something new, yeah. like new families of stuff. Like AM5, I'm super excited. 40 series and six thousand or 7,000 series, yeah. both CPU and GPU, I'm very excited. Um, but, Which, you know, honest, it, uh, but then once you kind of get through the initial shock and awe of it, yeah. then you start, to, uh, you start to then realize what are the inherent problems that this generation is going to bring and then it turns stressful yeah and then and then like the last generation the inherent problem was availability and then it sucked because honestly that made me sad because i was so hyped about it and i was like excited to see other people you know getting to mess around with all this like all these new graphics cards and technologies because it's it's still dope like i'm we're still tech enthusiasts yeah so i i get excited when i see other people excited about you know these graphics cards and everything and then like and then yeah and then like all it was for a year was just like no one can get anything, and I was just like, and that was part of what I think led Almost back two into years. 
Yeah. And I think that's the only thing that frustrates me right now is it, people yeah, for exactly. people so for so long were, were just begging for availability and pricing to come back to normal. And then it does. And then I see these comments that are like, screw NVIDIA, don't buy anything. <laughs> it's like, yeah. well, what did you want all along? Yeah, it's, you're you just, know, like, just going to just make yourself more angry and sit there in the corner without a graphics card. Speaking of NVIDIA, though, um, this would be an interesting topic to segue into, speaking yeah. of NVIDIA, because people like... Nick's at a wedding. Yeah, next other wedding. People really want to see NVIDIA get screwed. And you know what? They kind of are right now. So if you guys haven't heard the latest news, um, there are U.S. companies doing are not allowed to export smart tech, which means like CPUs, processors, AP, uh, not APUs, but uh, um, ASICs and stuff that are above a certain like power threshold. So basically we're talking like the, the, the deep learning stuff that you would find from right. NVIDIA to russia or china and there was a third country i can't remember what it was um i forget I in the article but the yeah. point is like it's this is obviously politically slash competitive military edge yeah. concerns here because the concern they're ai, they're AI and machine learning they're AI machine learning yeah. but they're also used in, in, in smart weapons and stuff yeah so literally nvidia right now is not allowed to sell direct to china or russia these like N one hundred H one hundred like these super like, yeah something chat said A one hundred yeah I think yeah. it's A something because yeah. Ampere yeah but the but, but when that news came out Nvidia stocks dropped six point five percent in one day that's massive that's a huge slide so they're artificially controlling the market now Nvidia uh, this is kind of moving on a, a second part of this so that's what they're dealing with right now yeah on the back end of all of the 30 series stuff. Cause let's face it. It is now November. Se- or November. I wish it was November 2nd. <laughs> it is September 2nd. The initial rumors for, for 40 series launch, which I want to throw this out there and I'll, I'll take all the hate people are going to say again. I said, we were not going to see a July launch and maybe a September launch, but I was saying end of year. And my sources told me next year, people told me I was crazy for saying that. Well, July came and went nothing. September is here, but what I'm about to read you, guys is direct from their investor sales report meeting so a, a publicly traded company like nvidia every quarter basically does an address to all of the shareholders and tells them like state of the company so obviously the hot topic was what's happening with 40 series and what's happening with 30 series pricing and availability and all of that so i'm going to give you guys some interesting insight here based on jensen's words and then a little bit of deconstruction of the meaning in my opinion so, for instance, he says, our strategy is to reduce the sell-in this quarter. Now, if you don't know what sell-in means, it means what the manufacturer is directly selling to other manufacturers like AIBs and stuff to the market prior to retailing. So, what that means is the middlemen like uh, Asus, EVGA, PNY, uh, ASRock, because they do make graphics cards, believe it or not. Any of these brands that make NVIDIA products buy silicon from NVIDIA to create their product. So, our strategy is to reduce the sell in this quarter and next quarter to let channel inventory correct. Let me just deconstruct that sentence for you. Let me rephrase it. Our strategy is to sell less GPUs this quarter and next quarter so that we can keep the pricing up. Okay. Obviously, we're off the highs. They're referring to the cryptocurrency mining, probably the direct sales to cryptocurrency mining, the, the, the inflated prices. You know they were selling inflated as well, as much as they were saying they weren't. You know NVIDIA, is a, they're, they're a for-profit company. They're going to profiteer off of the, the problem the pandemic created regarding availability and pricing. 
Obviously, we're off the highs and the macro condition turned sharply worse. So what that basically says is, hey, guys, our free ride of profit is over. Okay. And so our first strategy is to reduce to reduce sell-in in the next couple of quarters to correct channel inventory. Once again, let me rephrase that. And so our first goal here is to reduce the amount of product available the next couple of quarters to correct the channel availability. They are artificially now going to limit the amount of graphics cards, making it to market so the price will stop falling and the demand will go back up. Okay, this is something I warned about and I, and I told you I was tipped. This is what's happening, okay? We've also instituted programs to price position our current products to prepare for next generation products. I will translate that one. We've also instituted some price changes so that the current prices of 30 series will make sense when compared to 40 series. So one of the main reasons that they're reducing prices of 30 series was not to try and sell as much of it as possible. As you can see, they're limiting how much they're selling. They themselves are holding back. They could sell every bit of it if they wanted. They're holding back so that they can reduce the prices and kind of find that equilibrium between availability and pricing. Because yeah. availability stays too high, prices continue to come down. They're pulling back availability, so prices will stay where they are. Why? So a $950 3090 looks good against a $1,500 4080. Do you remember how I was saying that prices are in 40 series are expected to be really high, like 20 series again? I'm not crazy, people. Okay, moving forward. Uh, Ampere is our most popular GPU we've ever created. It is in the top 15 most popular gaming GPUs on Steam, and it remains the best GPU in the world, and it will be very successful for some time. However, and this is, <laughs> however, we do have exciting new generation coming, and it's going to be layered on top of that. 30 series and 40 series will coexist for a little while. That's because there will be 30 series still in the channel because NVIDIA is holding it back. We've also taken, and then he paused, because this is, this is transcribed. He was speaking. We also taken, <clears throat> we've done two things. We've reduced sell-in. He's re- repeating himself. We've reduced sell-in to let channel inventory correct. They're artificially holding back the inventory. We've done uh, two, th- we've reduced inventory to uh, let it correct, and we've implemented programs with our partners to price position the products in the channel in preparation for our next generation. The price reduction was less about availability because NVIDIA is holding it back, They want the price to come down so that 40 series pricing is higher. I said that from day one. This is NVIDIA's motive. They are green for the color of money. It's what they do. So they are strategically holding back products to let the channel inventory slow down so that the prices don't continue to fall, but stay right where they want them to land so that 40 series pricing is higher. More performance, more cost. That's what they want. They don't want it to be the same performance for the same cost 30 series was it's more performance. They want more cost for that performance. Mm-hmm. And while 30 series continues to coexist in that overlap that he discussed, 30 series is going to be incentivizing. Go buy it, right? That's what they want because they can still slowly trickle in all that selling that they're hanging on to. It's manipulation. It's market manipulation. It's exactly what businesses and capitalism is. But I'm telling you right now, because all of these Statements are public because it's a publicly traded company. They're admitting it right here, right now. So then they go on to say, all of this we anticipate, uh, all of this we anticipate we're working towards a path to being in a good shape going into next year. Okay, so that's what our game plan is. That's exactly what he says. 
Do you notice he talked about doing this over the next two quarters? How many days are in a quarter, Phil? 90. 90. 90. Yeah, three months. 180 days from now. What's in three months? Oh, next year. <laughs> 180 days is the time frame they're talking about manipulating 30 series costs. Now, that doesn't mean 40 series is going to take 180 days to come out because they did say they're going to layer. But 180 days for 30 series to still potentially exist with slow trickling of the sell-in. They then had another quote of him. And this, by the way, was at the Q2 2022 earnings call. Okay, so that's a few months back already because we're in Q3 right now, right? And by the way, that was about Q2. So that wasn't during Q2. That was upon the completion of Q2. So this is fairly recent, but Q3 discussions haven't taken place yet. He says, we'll get through this over the next few months. Let me translate that. Guys, it'll be okay. We'll continue to make money, I swear. Okay, we'll get through. The fact that we'll get through this, guys. My we've sp- had the most profitable years we've ever seen at NVIDIA. My but spatulas I swear, will survive. As we can buy more spatulas still, guys. His spatulas okay. and his leather jackets leather will jacket. live on. But listen, we'll get... Tell me you're disconnected without saying you're disconnected by talking about the fact that your prices have come back down to reality and then saying, we'll get through this. Yeah. We'll get through this over the next few months. Because that just shows, obviously, they don't want the prices to be where they are right now. They want it to be, they want the $1,500 3080 to be a thing still. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, the next few months, he mentions that again. Um, Okay, let's read that. I lost my spot. We'll go through this. We'll get through this over this. Wait, we'll get through this over the next few months and go into next year with our new architecture. Now, go into tends to mean like the, the, the rollover of the new year. Okay. And that's what the latest rumors have been. December announcement with a January availability of probably 4090 only, maybe 4080. But again, keep the prices high, right? I look forward to telling you more about it at GTC next month. So people have rolled with that. I'll tell you more about it at GTC next month, meaning, oh my God. 40 series is coming in September because this is the month, right? They, yeah. This was on August when he said all this. No, I, it's going to be teasers. Remember, they they teased Amper Architecture with the deep learning stuff first. And then, because yeah. they never talk about gaming graphics at GTC. That's always about their deep learning, their AI, all that sort of stuff. And Amper was based off of that tech, right? So they're going to show whatever is the high level tech now, which will give you a piece of what to expect with the next 40 series gaming stuff. But as he says, we're going into next year with this. So going to be next year. You're right. So I look forward to next month's GTC conference where we will share some new advances of RTX reinventing 3D graphics and gaming. So 3D, gra- again, uh, rendering, you know, AI, all that sort of stuff first. That's so like. <laughs> and that was also on the same Corpo. Q2 2022 earnings call. If there are some key takeaways from this, I don't care what you think about me and my price uh, prediction video or any of that sort of stuff, but you're hearing it from the man himself that they are artificially limiting how many GPUs are going out. Look, if they truly were in this position of they're going to draw prices to sell them as fast as they can, they would not be limiting the quantity. People are not buying right now. People are not buying because they're mad at the company or they're waiting for 40 series, right? Because you get to this point where you're in between like when a new product's going to come and you got the old one and they're like, well, what should I wait for? Should I wait? Should I buy? Should I wait? Should I buy? And then they go into a holding pattern. Well, NVIDIA knows that, Gensun specifically. And so now they're, they're artificially holding back product to keep the price from going down any lower. So we might still see some price reductions. I mean, just today I saw a Micro Center announcement saying that, what, 979 for a Furtherwind 3 EVGA uh, 3090? 3090. 3090. Yeah, 3090 Ti, which is not a good deal because it's only like 3% faster than the 3090 and it's still like 1100 bucks, 1200 bucks. Yeah. I'd get the 3090 if you were shopping at that price point. But the problem is like those 50 series or 60 series cards, they're not going to be coming down really much more. They might, but you, you heard it from the man himself now. Last month, they were already planning on reducing the sell-in 
to I'll say it again. I'm not going to I'm not going to give you my opinion. I'm going to give you his words. He says, uh, we've reduced the sell in to let channel yep. inventory correct. Yep. We've reduced the sell in to let channel inventory correct. And we've implemented programs with our partners to price position the products in the channel in preparation of our next generation, which means let the price come down below. Because here's the thing. People were like, well, then if 40 series is going to launch at MSRP for 30 series, it's still a good deal. Well, if you can buy a 3080 right now for like what, 750 bucks? Yeah, for MSRP of 30 series, basically, right? Right. Are you going to launch a 4080 at $800? No, you're not. Yeah, because then everyone would just buy the 4080. It wouldn't make sense. And then they're still sitting from, on 30 series. From their series. point of view. Obviously, it makes sense for our point of view because that'd be great. <laughs> but yeah. I would not be the least bit surprised if NVIDIA actually sat on and maybe didn't even sell a lot of 30 series silicon. Mm. Like I, th- I feel like at this point, they would just eat it. They would just eat it to get 40 series out to be profitable. I honestly feel like that, that could very well be what happens. I mean, this is, this is capitalism. Yeah. I'm, look, I'm not an anti-capitalist. I run my own business. I, 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 I'm also not about, you know, I, I don't know how to explain it. Cause I don't, no matter what I say here, people are going to take it wrong. <laughs> but I mean, I, I take the money that I earn in this channel and I reinvest it in my own channel and I reinvest it in my employees and, and, the, and everything. Right. I'm not just over here, like paying you minimum wage, taking all the money and then telling you what a terrible employee you are. Right. You know I mean? That's, that's, that's kind of like the capitalism a lot of people think of. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the stereotypical, like it gone bad. Basically. We're a small business here and everyone is a, everyone is a wheel here that has to turn and be oiled and, and working. I can't, you know, you, we can't survive with that kind of, of mentality. But my point is right. NVIDIA is not, however, they are a for-profit absolute for the investor. And I, and I love that he said all this because I don't see a lot of people talking about this. I feel like he just, he laid out the plan. It's literally named after the god of jealousy, right? NVIDIA is like the god, the, the goddess of jealousy or something like that. I actually that. didn't know that. And it's like the evil, well, the eye is the evil eye or whatever that it has. So yeah, yeah, like you can look it up. <laughs> so a lot of people are talking about if, so AMD did it in the, in the uh, Envy, I think. Literally the god of Envy. Envy. <laughs> so uh, AMD did tease RDNA 3. In their AM5 stuff, but it was just a teaser. Which, which it was a tease, yeah. but Jen, uh, but Lisa Sue did say 2022. Oh but, god, now you got everyone thinking of me with oil. What? Oh, <laughs> Lisa, <laughs> anyway, Lisa Sue did say coming in 2022. Right now, again, that doesn't necessarily mean a December announcement with a maybe a December 30th availability. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I don't. I, I'll, I'll. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw you a theory out there. So many people think NVIDIA has to beat AMD to market. I think NVIDIA is so full of itself, it doesn't feel like AMD is a problem. Right. I think they're just going to go in their own timeline, ignore the competition because it doesn't matter. But if RDNA 3 is as matured and fine wine as the gentleman that were here from AMV, uh, AMV, wow. AMV? That's AMVIDIA? AMVIDIA. <laughs> if the gentleman that were sitting here in our warehouse having that meeting when RDNA first came out in 2019, three yeah. years ago, told us, they, they told, you were there. Yeah. They told us. They were like, they, we RDNA. are going to do, he said, what we, we are going to do to NVIDIA with RDNA, what we did to Intel with Ryzen. Yep. That's exactly what he said. Yep. And this might be the one. And look at, look at where uh, Zen started picking up. It was the third generation, right? Yeah. And now we're on RDNA 3. So it's like, because it did this, and then this, and then third generation came out, and then that's what, that was like the launch pad. 
And then 5000 series um, Ryzen, just, you know, obviously everyone loves it. It's a great processor. It's an entire great processor line. Well, and the 5800X3D showed their next, like, how can you just take basic CPU and make it faster? That yeah, that was for the 3D Vcache. If you think about it, it was actually kind of the first time that they didn't really play anything safe. They were like, hey, let's do this random, crazy, high-performance, weird niche product after, you know, getting our main, like, entire processor line solid. Okay, we can make these really good now. They're reliable. We have the this dope partnership with TSMC, and they're making all these chips, and, like, you know, everything's good. And, like, the performance is there, blah, blah, blah. Now let's do something like a Halo product kind of thing with just gaming focus. Let's do some weird off-the-shelf, or not off-the-shelf, like, off-the-wall stuff. And, and the X3D is, you know, like broken like blown up a lot of brains and regarding <laughs> rdna so too i mean you've you you ran a 6900 xt for a bit yeah uh, loved it. yeah and you're running a 3090 now i think i think rdna 2 is still the rasterization king right like if you're not if you're if you're just looking at uh your, price to fps yeah. yeah yeah fps per dollar yes and um, even at the top echelon which is what we've been wanting for nvidia or for amd this whole time is like it's competitive it might not be beating it in the every only place game, it's not competitive uh was ray tracing yeah right and that's um, like and, and again that's like if you were to compare it though to nvidia's first gen 20 series ray tracing cards they are on par with that yeah yeah which is not ray bad at all was, like sucked on and the then series. and then dlss and dlss 2.0 was the only buying edge for nvidia yeah but amd's even made great strides and have nearly caught up with with that deep learning sort of super sampling yeah fsr 2.0 looks great actually yes. it looks great and, and the funny thing is you can mod it into games in place of dlss now yeah <laughs> because it's open yeah because developers have started doing that but i think amd always does the whole like oh well our tech is open probably because they kind of have to do that because they're the underdog you know what i mean i'm sure if they were on top they wouldn't make it open but <laughs> you know yeah. i'm glad they did though because fsr 2.0 and this sort of like reconstruction tech is awesome like i love it from both companies and yeah i can't wait for both of them to just start you know amd has to be open though everywhere. because they leaned on nvidia back with nvidia works envy works yeah with not oh, being yeah. open so amd kind of had to be and now they have to stay open right 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 but i mean it doesn't hurt them to be open it doesn't yeah and plus you know they got the whole like they got all the like the game console stuff and all that sort of stuff you know as a side business to pc gaming because like it's easy to forget that literally the playstation and the xbox are all running amd apus you know, Steam Deck and Alma said Switch, but Switch is funnily enough an NVIDIA Tegra. <laughs> yes, old deck too. Yeah, it's a it's a Maxwell Tegra, dude. Yeah. with like with like all of seven compute units or something. Yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, it, it does it. That is thing. It's cute. I had another topic on here I want to talk about though, um, and this one made the news this week, especially because we're we're in the midst of a major heat wave right now. Yeah, the the Southwest, in fact, the West as a whole, like even Oregon and all them right now are in a massive heat wave. Um, we have been like we were at 111 degrees on Tuesday. We're over 100 degrees right now. You have to convert that, which yourself. is like 40, 41 ish Celsius. Well, one what's 111? Because we were 111 the other Probably day. 42, 43. Yeah, it's very hot, very it's dry. It's definitely above 40s, which which usually makes people in Celsius countries go, "What the heck?" 40? Now the thing about Something. where we live yeah. is everyone has well, most just about everybody has central AC. Yeah, right? yeah, that's the thing. And so, so you, that's a huge load on the power grid mm -hmm. when you have AC going like that. So the PUC, or the Public Utilities Commission, every time we have a major heat wave, they they put out these these notices and they're they're basically begging people like, hey, between the hours of four and nine, which is considered peak usage, people are at home in the evening, lights are on. Avoid using major appliances. Don't use washer and dryer. Don't use a dishwasher. Um, turn off pool pumps, like all that sort of stuff. But this the was the first time we'd seen them ask people, don't charge your EVs. Yeah, don't charge your car. So it turned into a huge politically, political divide. And we're going to throw all the political divide stuff aside because I've read both sides and both of them are very uninformed and stupid discussions. <laughs> yeah, which is... But the thing is, here in California, they, 
have a plan to to ban the sale of ICE or in, internal combustion engine vehicles by 2035. So my my question here, especially to the audience, because I don't own an EV because I have range anxiety. Um, if we can't, if they're asking not to charge now, when we have a very low percentage of vehicles in this state, now the state of California has more vehicles in it per capita than any other state. Like everyone in California has cars and a lot of people have multiple cars. Yeah. I'm guilty. So, I mean, I'm not driving them all at the same time. So it really makes no difference how many you have, right? Unless you're driving them all at the same time. Yeah. But if, if we currently are at a point during peak demand, if they're asking you not to charge your car, which is the bulk of when people are home in the evening, you come home, you park from work, you plug in, right? That's the idea. 120 volt chargers for the most part. Um, And you ask people not to charge now. By 2035, the discussion was California's got a plan in place to upgrade the infrastructure. Well, if you look at the last 13 years, because we have 13 years forward mm-hmm. to worry about that infrastructure, we've made no changes in the state of California that have actually had true tangible differences. I mean, we've got some more clean air farms out here. We got like sol- the solar, every home in California after 2019 has solar on it, but it only offsets about 30% of the usage. So the home's still consuming more than it produces, but it is producing power that is sold back to the power companies. Yeah. We have like the, the wind farms that are out in the desert by Palm Springs and all that. Um, we've got the, uh, ironically, we, on the California side of state line in Nevada, we've got the, ma- the massive solar farm there. Oh yeah. But yeah, we yeah. sell all that power to Nevada. Yeah. We don't even take it. <laughs> so. Well, because I think it, well, I mean. My point is. Yeah. Something like that. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't provide enough for it to be useful for us, I think, or something like that. I don't know. I don't remember. But, but my point is in 13 years, do you think we can truly update the infrastructure so that every day forward from that point, every car sold is just added strain, added strain, added strain. Here's my glass half empty uh, prediction. I think, you know, gonna like, move it. No, no, I think you, you need like time of use um, is four to nine. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be like four to 5 a.m. Because then what everyone's going to do is schedule their cars to charge after midnight or after 9 p.m. And then it, the, like the use curve for the whole state is still going to be high at that. And then they're going to be like, yo, what the heck? Like, you know what I mean? Because it's like, because that's what you can do with electric cars now is you can just schedule the charge to be outside of your, you know, the peak hours, which obviously you should be doing anyway, because that's being a responsible person. Well, here's the thing. Like, <laughs> if you're using a standard AC plug-in charger, yeah, you could plug in your Tesla all night long and you won't have a full battery. So yeah, those it, five it, hours, you'll get, you'll get like 10 to 20 miles. No, yeah, like 20 miles or something like that of, of for an eight hour charge or something. That's like that. not enough. It is for some, for how many people out here commute to LA? Well, then, you know, yeah, but that's, that's my, them, that's, but, but yeah. my point is now if they're asking you not to charge for those five hours during <laughs> yeah. the summertime. Now that's the thing. I feel like this is a summertime thing, but i I feel like if you now have 50 million EVs mm-hmm. by the year 2045. You're going to have to... Because uh, one thing I want to kind of clarify out there, a lot of people have this sort of like an idea of doomsday is happening 2035 because yeah. that's the day all cars will be EV. No, that's the day that the sale of ICE vehicles start. It's going to take time for each one of those ICE engine cars to eventually die, which yeah. will be decades because they'll keep them running for a long time. I don't want to address something in chat. Somebody said solar don't work at night, Phil. Yes, but batteries and pump storage do. So yeah. you should look those up. But the cost of, of home storage batteries are way too expensive. No, 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 That's I mean, why infrastructure batteries. Neither of my homes have, yeah, neither of my homes have batteries. Yeah. Because of the fact that 
once I took into account the cost of the battery, the payback or the ROI, the return on investment was way too far in the future. Yeah, because infrastructure gets more expensive per item, like as you go down more to like, you know, towards the house level. Not to mention when I had the solar expanded and and there was still that major battery shortage. Yeah. So it wasn't even an option. And honestly, battery tech needs to make a breakthrough still for us to be able to use it on the grid as, as like primary energy storage. Like right now, what we're doing is basically like think of a hydroelectric dam. Except when there's an energy surplus, they use that electricity to pump the water back up the dam into the reservoir. And then when we need electricity, then they just let it flow through the dam and then it generates electricity. So it's it's a physical, it's a, it's a kinetic energy battery, basically, as opposed to a chemical battery. But the thing is, like, yeah, we need batteries and super caps and whatever crazy, you know, future technology for energy storage. That's the big thing, because... Like that guy did say in chat, you know, solar doesn't work at night. Wind doesn't work when it's not windy. Right. And like, you know, we need. It's we like need a sailboat in the doldrums. You're not going exactly. anywhere. We need energy storage. <laughs> I to, would bring it back to, to an boats out. kind of a thing. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah <exactly. laughs> Offshore wind farms. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, like, yeah, that's the problem with the, that sort of clean energy like solar and wind is that um, we need energy storage. Well, one of the notes I had. One of the. Yeah, one of the notes I made on here is that maybe we need smart chargers. So you plug in your charger, but it will automatically... Maybe this already exists. I don't know. I don't own an EV. But during those... Because you know how the Edison can put the thing on your AC unit to shut off the condenser? Oh, yeah. Which, yeah, screw that. I'm not yeah, doing that. Yeah, I know. I did, I did, I did that. House. We did that for a few summers, and yeah. we sweated the entire yeah, summer. Because we're the first ones they click it off, and that's the way it's meant to work. You, I'm sorry. The 20% discount on my bill was not worth the sweat. Mm-hmm. The sweat equity, honestly. Um, but no, so... Maybe chargers that during those peak demands, they can turn off or slow down to a trickle or something where it's less of a, of a strain on the grid, but still gives you some sort of battery maintenance. Yeah. Um, or at the very least, like just if you schedule your car to charge at during peak hours, it'll notify you, hey, <laughs> this might this is going to cost a lot of no electricity bill if you're dumb and want to schedule this charge during this peak hour. But, you know, sometimes you might have to. What if you're, you know, you have to top it off because of like that. Yeah. You have to take or, whatever. or you forgot to charge it and now you're super low and you've got to drive to LA in traffic tomorrow. You have to charge. In fact, you might even find yourself driving to a supercharger and sitting there, mm-hmm. you know, because you have to. Um, or solar power dedicated car chargers per homes. Yeah. Like I have solar on my house, but all the solar my house produces gives I sell it back to the, to the energy company. And that's not because like I'm trying to make money. It's just that's what the PUC required. So all of these power com- power plants and stuff that you know don't exist because they want to they would have to grow to meet demand the PUC here in California had said no every home on every home needs to have solar to offset and and then all those rebates and stuff go towards that cost and then what happens is we buy it we sell it back to the power company because it's cheaper for them to buy it for us for 40 50 cents 60 cents a kilowatt hour than it is for them to generate right. a kilowatt hour kilowatt hour for a new plant right? right so the cost is the cost offset made sense um, that's eventually not going to always happen anymore because the yeah. incentives are disappearing there's no more cash incentive or rebate credits and stuff on solar in california it used to be like the entire amount not only like a certain like 25 percent of it mm-hmm. something like that um i i think it's we're on the right track of trying to be maybe clean energy dependent but i also feel like this 2035 thing is just a political move yeah. to look really good on someone's resume but I don't think the 2035 date is going to stick. I feel like so many of those things are that, you know, like it's just like a, we're going to do this just to make it make me look good or whatever. But yeah, I really don't think I'm not going to digress. Into I really that. don't think that the, um, the, the 2035 date is going to stick. I think that's going to move. Like, yeah, I, like, yeah, I just agreed. think that's nothing but a publicity stunt personally. And I'm like the first person that like wants like I, I, I would love like all of my commuter cars to just be electric and super like chill and awesome and clean energy. But yeah, I even I don't think 2030, 2035 is such a like. 
it's right there. It's like yeah. tomorrow, basically, in the scheme of like infrastructure changes that go this slow, you know? Yeah. Well, and the other thing, too, is like I said, maybe solar power dedicated chargers. Yeah. But like um, I said, like the storage is the problem. That's just the biggest problem right now because, yeah, we can make solar panels, it's just, but we can't. That energy has to go somewhere. Like well, that's said, what I'm saying. If you have an EV, it, yeah. it, the inverter goes right to the charger. Yeah. But you still need a storage because if it's you generating need, power and it's not going need, to the car, it's got to go somewhere. Yeah, you would still need a little bit of battery. But you wouldn't need as much of a battery for yeah. that. I mean, the battery you need to run your home without even your AC because people don't realize a lot right, of those Actually, home- now that I think about it, it could be like maybe a battery the size of like two car batteries. Yeah. Like I, like I, when we were talking about it this offline, I was like, it's literally just the battery pack and the phone like analogy at this point, just bigger. You know what I mean? Like the battery pack is going to be for your house and then the phone is your car. <laughs> so yeah. yeah um, but that's the thing though, is that like getting all that infrastructure out to the house, you know, a battery is not going to be small. <laughs> that's a, you know, that's a pretty big thing. How much is that going to cost? That's going to be so much money. Yeah. And you know, and it's just like, and then, and then you could digress into the whole freaking like, Oh, like how much, like what environmental waste does it cost to produce a battery at this point? And then it's just like a whole another can. That really depends on how good we are at recycling the batteries. Yeah, exactly. But I think, I think even then we have a lot of work to do on, on one uh, manufacturing batteries more efficiently and cleanly and recycling them. Oh, tangentially related. Did you see that, uh, that like that guy that demoed the Tesla battery catching fire, but then it was like, it was intended to just be a visual demo. So they had replaced the battery with pyrotechnics. Okay. And then they were like, look, guys, the Tesla batteries catch fire. <laughs> but it was a pyrotechnic. Yeah, and it was like, there's no battery in that car. It's literally a pyrotechnic. <laughs> I mean, electric just, cars do catch fire. Yeah, they do. And they burn I, for days. Like, I don't know why they didn't just do it. Just crash one. <laughs> but I don't know. Whatever. Because they, the pyrotechnic, they can turn off. Yeah. They can't turn off the EV packs catching fire and then like spontaneously exploding for the next five days. Yeah, trust us. We know what lipo fires look like. We we used to fly drones, and Nick still flies drones, and I still fly sometime. But yeah, I like, haven't seen you guys burn up a battery personally. I've seen a battery almost pop, <laughs> and then I've stabbed <laughs> one that was pretty puffy, and then it did. Um, you know, went it went. <laughs> Jeez. So yeah, it was it was interesting. We have a uh, we we decided. Normally we'll do a tech tip or a tech rant. Mm. I just wanted to start week week nineteen back off with rants. Yeah, why don't you go ahead? Have you ever looked at a USB C cable and known exactly what it's capable of? No, I didn't think so because <laughs> no one can. Because what <laughs> the heck is the USB IF doing? Oh my! You mean USB four version two? Oh my god! Yeah, like so. Yeah, I didn't. I already had this this topic planned, but like then USB launched the USB four version two point oh spec. And I'm just like, where was know, version four 1.0? I, I feel like the golden year of uh, USB was when we went from 2.0 to 3.0 because it was just one number new. The plugs were blue, so you knew they were fast when they were blue, and that's it. That's the same plug otherwise, and you knew that every other cable, as long as it was blue, would do everything yep. that USB 3 is capable of. And then they started making them red. Yeah. Now you have a USB C cable that can transfer data at 480 megabits. Uh, five gigabits, ten gigabits, twenty gigabits, forty gigabits, or eighty gigabits. Um, it might, depending on the devices, if they it actually might charge, that, it might charge at full PD. It might not. Um, if you, it might, it might carry a video signal. Yeah, if you want one that's a high speed cable that's longer than six feet that can also charge, it doesn't exist. That's right. You know what I mean? Oh, and also Thunderbolt and DP alt mode. Like it's just it's such a just a cluster f. <laughs> like I don't know how this happened because, or actually, no, I know exactly how it happened because it's USB C for capitalism. Because <laughs> no, because seriously, like it, think about all the Amazon cables, right? Yeah. Like 
if somebody just wants a charging cable for their phone, they're going to look at a charging cable and be like, oh, sick, a $1 cable that's 10 feet long. But now that means that they might look at that and be like, oh, it's USB-C. How come I can't use it to transfer data now between my phone? And it's like, why is it so slow? And it's like, because none of the, none of these, like, these um, specifications are on the cable or anything. Like, there's no, they're supposed to be, they're supposed to be marked, but I haven't seen a freaking cable that actually, like, marked its <laughs> perspective, or its, like, capabilities correctly. And, and, like, you know, let alone, like, some chargers only supporting some voltages of the PD spec and not others. Like, I had a, I think it was like a Surface Book or something, and I had a USB-C cable to the Surface Book charger or whatever, but it only accepted 15 volts in, which is oh. like three out of the four specs, right, um, of, the, of the voltages that it can charge with, but the charger did like these three... <laughs> So then, it, like the the thing wouldn't charge. Like the, there's, it has to support the. I went through it's so, so dumb. Dude. So I have an Elgato face cam for my live stream. At oh home yeah, you went that I do on too. Twitch, and I went through this too because you got it, extra it had cable. a detachable USB C, yeah. and I just bought I just well I just bought a USB C cable from Amazon. I wasn't like really paying attention, and then you probably got an extra long one because you wanted to like route it. Yeah, nicely I got it was like a ten foot. Yeah, and so it like ended that. up being just a charging cable. Yeah. Right? So no, the thing was the camera would turn on mm-hmm. right because it would get power. Right, but then it wouldn't give me an image. Like OS, uh, OBS couldn't see it. Elgato's studio couldn't see it. Nothing. Mm-hmm. So I bought another cable. And then that one would work, but it would turn on for like five seconds and then turn off. Yeah. And I got another cable. And then finally I said, screw it. I went back to the original cable because I had no idea exactly which cable I needed for that to work. Yeah. So I just ended up using the original cable. And then it was the same thing when I bought it. I was like, I'll try a USB-C extension cable. And it's the same freaking problem. <laughs> It's all about the pinout, right? Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, because the longer charging cables are only USB 2.0 data, and it's like some devices won't even support USB 2.0, which used to be a requirement. Yeah. But now devices aren't required to fall back to that. So, like, yeah, that's why your camera just, it got power, and it was like, cool, where's my data ports? And then the cable's like, I don't have any, dude. (laughs) You know, I only have USB 2 ports. Yeah, it's so, it's it's such a cluster F. So, like, good luck um, buying USB-C cables. And I was such a fanboy of the USB-C system back in 2016 when I got my MacBook Pro. I was just like, dude, this is going to be sick. We're just going to have one cable for everything. And now we have like 50, 50 cables of the same cable for everything. Because at least with USB 2 and USB 3, you knew what you had. Yeah. Was it, was it a gray cable or a blue cable? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Blue, fast. Cool. Put that on my iPod. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh... My, rant, my rant's just, I think everyone can agree with this one. People who think their time is more important than everyone else's. Do you want to know what triggered this, this thought today? Was it a, was it a Starbucks visit? Absolutely. <laughs> yes, I nailed it. I actually didn't know. We didn't discuss this before. Look. I knew it was a Starbucks visit. Pumpkin spice lattes are back. <laughs> okay. I hate pumpkin, but I do like pumpkin spice. Okay. And I don't understand what it is about people that go to Starbucks and they're waiting for their drink and they have to stand right at the counter. (laughs) It's like, back the freak up, people. Back up. People can't get their drinks because you're in the freaking way. It's the same people that stand right in front of the train doors, right? As the train opens, everyone's trying to get out. It's like, dude. But those are the same people that will be sitting there tapping their foot, looking at their watch. Come on, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go to work. And it's like, Today, so I ordered my coffee online, like on my phone. Yeah. 35 minutes before I wanted to go pick it up. Right. Okay. And I still ended up waiting like three, four minutes, something like that for it. But there, but anyone that is a coffee addict or goes to Starbucks knows Friday at 830 in the morning is like the worst time you could go. It is like, 
And especially on launch week of pumpkin spice lattes. Okay, I'm telling you right now, I got to have my pumpkin spice. And so I'm sitting, why did I sound sound like, uh, what's his name from um, Futurama, not Futurama, uh, American Dad, Roger. I'm Roger from American Dad. Okay, anyway, so it's like, Everyone's just standing there in the way, and people were like complaining about, is is this ready yet? And then the the baristas baristas are trying to get it done. They're literally understaffed. There's yeah. drive through going around the block. Mm-hmm. You can see they're flustered, and there's people that are just going to stand there in the way with their arms folded. And like it's like they call my name, and I'm I go to the, there's like three, not sexist or misogynist, but there's three women just standing there literally with their arms folded, like staring at the person that's making drinks, just being stereotypical Karen, like full one hundred percent. So they called. So they called my name. Yeah. And they put the cup down. And I can't get to it. Because there's, there's like yeah, 50 yeah. people. But to, I, you know what I did when I was waiting? I went to the back. And yeah. I just leaned against the wall and I waited. Like you're supposed to do. Get the frick out of the way. Okay? Yeah. So anyway, they call my name. They put the drink down. I can't get... I can get to like the second row of people. Yeah. And then these these, these people like are just front row standing there. Or a bar? <laughs> They're just standing there waiting for their drink. Oh, and then it's funny because as soon, here's what happens. Whenever someone goes like... Jay, and they put the cup down. The person, excuse me, excuse me, is there like a Karen back there or whatever? Excuse me, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. excuse me. And then they're like sitting there, like having a conversation with the barista. And I'm like, I'm like, uh, excuse me, can yeah. I get my? Excuse me, can I? And they're like, not. They're so worried about their own drink, yeah, and their own universe, and their own universe that, that we're all circling around apparently. Mm. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, excuse me, can I? Excuse me. And then the lady's like sitting there, like, well, I've been here. I've been waiting for 20 minutes. And I went, lady, I ordered 40 minutes ago. Can I get my drink? Yeah. <laughs> and then she was like, oh, oh, excuse me. And I, and then she was like, how long did you wait? Cause she, at that moment, she's realizing like, crap, I've got to wait a while. Yeah. I looked at my coffee and I said, I ordered it at 821. And this was like 856. Yeah. Okay, so I guess it was not 40 minutes, but still. Oh, yeah. This was when you text, I got a text from it. I was like, hey, it's PSL hell at Starbucks. I'm going to be a little late. <laughs> I was cracking up in my car on the way here. So yeah, I was like, yeah, I ordered at 821. And she's like, ah. and here's the thing. Anyone going to Starbucks on a Friday to get pumpkin spice yeah. should know what the F to expect. Yeah. Just, just, yeah, just order it and go pick it up when it's the ready. other day. The other day there was a wild, uh, a couple weeks ago, there was a wildfire up in the, in the pass. Every year is a wildfire there. Yeah. Right. So a few lanes of the 15 get shut down and that, that traffic will go all the way down the 15, like past my neighborhood. Okay. So we're sitting there, takes us an hour to get home from the gym, and then people just decide to turn the soft shoulder into their own personal lane, right? Yeah. And that's the thing that irritates me. It's like, none of those people feel like anyone else's time is important. Now, I don't know what their situation is. I don't know if they're literally about to crap their pants, you know, take a a leak on their seat. Maybe they got a kid that just threw up. I don't know. But I'm sorry. An entire row of 20 cars all having a crisis at the same time is very unlikely. Sus. Very sus. <laughs> wow, time is flying. Okay, so we got some topics here from. Uh, so typically, if you want to, if you want to write into the show and ma- and have your question make it into the show, we have a section called "From the Freaking Audience," um, FTFA, and you can just write your email to rtfm at jays two cents dot com. J a y z t w o c e n t s, and then we pick four or five of the best topics, and each week we'll feature that the following week. So if you're going to write us today, you may get in next week's show. But today, I reached out to Twitter just for some lighthearted topics. I mean, there's still emails in the email, but we haven't looked at them for over a year. So there'd be some really old topics that maybe they're <laughs> yeah. not watching anymore. Uh, so from the audience, Chandwich, I like the name Chandwich. Chandwich. Chandwich nice. says, how do you feel about the new sets? Anything you like more than you thought? Any major bummers? I really love the DIY videos. You're such a great teacher. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know if I'm a great teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, <laughs> um, I think it's working out exactly as I expected. 
You guys have seen three different angles so far in that one room. And we have a whole other corner that we haven't done anything with it with yet. Mm. But it's it's roomy. We're not falling all over equipment. It's freed up this room now. This is where we used to we call our editing den. Yeah. It's now the RTFM show room plus the other side is 3D printers. We got three 3D printers set up over there. Everything uh, used to be made right there. That, this was Phil's wall. Yep. I, yeah, and we had them paint over all his footprints because he kept putting his feet on the wall. Hey, they don't reach the ground. So. <laughs> oh, I ordered your footstool. It should yeah. be here like tomorrow, oh, yeah. by the way. So I was going to say, that's the only thing that sucks about the new office is that the new desk is like like a couple inches too high for my my shortness. Yeah. And so <laughs> we had to, I had to like search on Amazon for like an extra because I want a man spread while I use the footrest. And apparently that's not a thing because like footrests are all super tiny and I'm just like, I well, want they're like, supposed to be the width of your shoulders, but yeah, but no one sits perfectly like, like yeah, a, like a, <laughs> like a doll bent up. Do yeah. I end up um, like a pretzel at the end of the day and it's perfectly fine. <laughs> I wouldn't say there's any bummers. Yeah. Honestly, I there's, I think there was a couple of times I was like, oh, I wish I'd put a plug here, here, whatever, you know, but there was no bummers to it. It went fast. I mean, the really common comment yeah, we saw was people so were fast. like, oh my God, you got that done so fast. Like I said, I was the general on this. I man, I managed all the contractors, and I, I got them to, to move. And there was a few, Lined them up like perfectly, too. There was a few extra uh, fees involved. I was willing to pay because I needed it done fast. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm happy with it. I'm happy the way it turned out. I'm happy the way the colors turned out. Um, and you're going to notice you'll, – you'll notice a small evolution over time of, as we build out those sets. More importantly, the shop set and the rows of racks and stuff now being organized, that's making me feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. So I'm very, I'm very excited with the way it turned out. It's because we're not moving now for quite a while. I had to take the floor plan that we have and maximize it. Yeah. And a giant bullpen type room where our own desks end up as part of the set was important to be that way. Because I wasn't going to work in here. And it just, I love, I love the vibe in the new office. Like I freaking, mm. I, I love actually just sitting there working in there. It's we rarely so nice. turn the light on in there. Yeah. It's, it's really nice. We got bias lighting on the desks and everything. And so, yeah. you know, it's nice for the glare and everything. And yeah, it's dope. Uh, Mike says, you have one free hour to do whatever. What do you do? Sleep. <laughs> honestly. I wish. Yeah, honestly. I wish. I was, we talked about this before. Yeah. It was a topic on the RTFM show where it was like, hey, you have so many hobbies. How do you prioritize and decide what you're going to do? And I and I said, I think my answer was, I have such limited time, free time at the end of the day. I have to figure out what's going to bring me the most joy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, re- I think I remember that answer. Yeah. You were like... You're like, what am I feeling like tonight? You know what I mean. Lately, that that hour would be spent playing guitar. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, I've seen you. I've seen you. Like, yeah, that's it seems like that's your happy place now. Yeah, and you know what's funny? My 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 guitar instructor. I've been playing for one year and three months. Um, started in June eighth of twenty twenty one. My instructor told me the other day, uh, I am now progressed through intermediate and moving into advanced, yep. and I'm happy about that. I agree because I'm playing Sound a lot like more it. technical stuff. I'm enjoying it. I really am. Mostly because the guitar, the guitar for me was kind of like my YouTube channel where I did the YouTube channel to kind of prove it would never work. And then I was sort of like wrong on that. Mm -hmm. Remember guys, if you're mad at me about being wrong with the NVIDIA stuff, my whole channel started with me being wrong. Okay. So don't forget that. I have a foundation. It was was a dare. And he said, no, it's not going to take off. And then (laughs) somebody, somebody actually pointed out to me in one of those videos in that video. They're like, Hey, you know, if you're beating yourself up for kind of being wrong about the pricing thing, just remember your channel started with you being wrong. Right. (laughs) Oh yeah, you're right. Um, but no, um, (laughs) somebody's like, why is Phil always poorly lit in these things? It's hard to like not overexpose Jay and not I moved that, (laughs) I moved that camera right before the the show or that, the camera, the light. And I meant to move it back towards you. And I forgot. Oh, because you had, you were, remember we did a test stream, not stream, but test recording. And you were really like 
over like overexposed. Yeah. And you had a lot of hot spots. So I moved the light and then I screwed it up. Honestly, it's like it, it is kind of a funny, like just logistical challenge for us whenever we have to film all three of us in one thing because it's like all yeah. three of us are very different levels of um uh ISO. skin tone. <laughs> <laughs> ISO. ISO, yeah. We're different apertures, so yeah. But yeah, that yeah. hour for me would more than likely be spent playing the guitar. Um, and for anyone that's like, well, what about family time? It's like, you said I have a free hour, not I have a, one hour and I have to neglect everybody else to make that hour happen, right? So yeah. anyway, uh, Nick in chat, or not in chat, but in Twitter, not the same Nick that's missing because he's at a wedding. He says, favorite snacks around the office, coffee, energy drinks, or fancy Starbucks drinks. I think he just literally listed all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really digging the uh, Flamin' Hot Ranch Doritos. Yeah, yeah, those are those are freaking bomb for sure. Uh, yeah, just chips. Um, I. It's funny because Nick would have been the perfect person to answer this because but we he's don't usually, really we don't really snack around here that much. Yeah, he's usually he's usually the only one with. Yeah, like he snacks. brings like a little tackle box of snacks. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, for real, he just like he just picks which what he's gonna be snacking on today. Like if I come in with breakfast to eat, I'll eat that. I saw him with like Pikachu lunch. Pikachu gummy snacks once. Oh yeah, I remember my my wife was throwing out the Otter Pops because my kids oh, didn't yeah, like yeah. them and I don't eat them, so he took them and for like. Three months, I had to listen to him suck on Otter Pops, and it was, like, <laughs> triggering me. Because <laughs> Nick is not a quiet Otter Pop eater. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, yeah, no, seriously, Eddie. <laughs> I looked at him one day, I was like, bro, stop. And he was like, oh, I, I, I didn't, I didn't know I was making noise. And I was like, I was like, dude, you sound like Grapefruit Method. I'm, like, editing, I take off my oh, The headphones. Grapefruit Technique. <laughs> Yeah, look y'all could go look, look that, that up on your check. own time. Grapefruit technique. <laughs> he looks like grapefruit or sounded like grapefruit technique. I'm telling you. Jeez. I was like, dude, oh, wrong kind of ASMR, man. Please. ASM, no. <laughs> but yeah, no, we don't. You and I, you and I don't really snack around here. Yeah, because cause I eat like one chip and they gain five pounds, so I don't. Really <laughs> He's snack. like, <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was I was eating those uh, flaming hot Cool Ranch Doritos oh, like yeah, snack bag day. yesterday. <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> and I, and I, I, I can handle spicy stuff. But uh, I ate a few, and then there were some crumbs left. I went, oh, and you, what do you do with the chip bag, right? You, you, you do the pour the, you yeah, pound you pour it. it. <laughs> Apparently, someone was like, at some point, and didn't even notice, because the room is dark in there. We keep the lights down. Like you said, we have bias lighting. It's almost like people, the chips got put in, and someone took like a scoop of the flaming Hot and was like, in the bag. So yeah, I got he like. He drank all the dust like at once. Yeah, and he, for like 10 minutes, he heard, ha. Yeah, I'm just editing. Ha. I just hear in the background like, no, ha, ha, ha. All we had to drink was water. Yeah. It doesn't do anything. No, it doesn't help. And milk milk will, I mean, it'll help, but you'll die afterwards. Yeah. Then you'll hear hat going. Yeah. If I drink milk. Then so. I, I posted my PSL on Twitter and somebody was giving me crap for like, for having almond milk. And I was just like, yeah, because I'm violently lactose tolerant. I can show you what a stock PSL will do to me. I'll show you a picture <sighs> if you want. <laughs> We're going to run a few minutes over here. It's perfectly fine. But Sam says, uh, what TV shows are you all following? Uh, I'm not following any current ones, but um, my favorite ones are probably Battlestar Galactica and The Expanse. <laughs> Richard Greer in chat says, do not look up Grapefruit Technique. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, to the, welcome to the club. <laughs> now you, you have seen it as, as of all of us. Oh, man. Yeah, The Expanse and Battlestar Galactica. You know, I started watching The Expanse a while back. I really need to get back into it, only because I've gotten more into, like, astronomy and stuff lately. Yeah. 
Like I, I spent, it kind of helped that you got Universe Sandbox, and then you were just like, I, you know "How much time I've spent? Ju- how many times have I accidentally randomly clicked on things in the universe that ended up in my same planet? Yeah, he I said, dubbed he, the planet that was mine. Yeah, he called a planet. <laughs> I was like, "This is Jayland, right?" And then he kept randomly clicking on it. Out of all the things in the entire universe, and I was like, and I was going like five hundred light years a second in different directions, yeah. and I'd still end up back in that planet. So like, this is absolutely you're mine. driving if we get a spaceship. It's we'll, also the one that has the fight. two suns that are like literally like dancing around each other and planets are like not knowing where yeah, to go. Yeah, the surface of it's like on fire, right? It's like 5,000 degrees. Yeah, we looked it up. It was like 5,000 Celsius was the surface temp of the planet. But that's why we picked Jay's planet. I, I also joked that it was an Intel 12900K. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, my wife and I are just about to finish up Better Call Saul. A little behind on that. We just started so, watching it like last, earlier this year. And so we got to binge it all, mm-hmm. and then we're just about to finish it up right now. Um, we're thinking about starting to watch um, the um, House of Dragon, which is the oh, yeah. Game of Thrones prequel. I don't know. Pre- so I have this thing. like I waited a really long time to watch Better Call Saul because I didn't care for Saul Goodman's character. But it's one of those things like we had started. I had started watching it like three different times and then just gave up on the show. Right. And then it was through the recommendation of, of a really good friend of mine, uh, Brian, in fact. He's like, no, you got to watch. He's like, you have to watch the show. It's really, really good. I'm like, but I hate Saul Goodman. He's like, no, it's not. It's not just that. He's like, you actually learn to love Saul. But it's about how so much of Breaking Bad started before it started. And it, it and because it's written by James or, uh, um, uh, Vince Gilligan. It's exactly the same atmosphere, the same world. It's not like some other guy got the rights to it and screwed it up. Right? Oh. It's great. It's so good. Um, in terms of other shows, though, like I want to get back into the Expanse. I kind of want to start watching The Boys because I heard The Boys. Oh yeah, is great. I've heard good stuff about that show too. Yeah, these are shows I haven't started watching. Oh, yet. and then uh, recently, uh, Arcane was a really good one season. Freaking, um, it was that animated uh, yeah, Legends was, show, yeah, but yeah. like. It you don't need to know anything about League of Legends and dude I the art style oh my oh I love it so much like it, that show is just so freaking cool yeah all right one of the uh, final questions here actually comes from our buddy Paul's Hardware nice evergreen question crumple or fold fold I'm not a barbarian what's wrong with you people <laughs> I spent many years crumpling no I, mean, I have a theory I, yeah. I have a, I have a, hear me out hear me out I'm, not, I'm a folder now it's one two three four around the hand. Okay, we're talking about toilet paper here, people, for anyone that's yes. not understanding. Yes. When you crumple, you create kind of a loofah yeah. that gets all the nooks and crannies. Yeah. The problem is every now and then, if you don't crumple it up right, it falls apart in your hand. <laughs> exactly, because it's only one or two-ply that's like making contact at any point, right? The contact patch isn't reinforced. Well, it's kind of like <laughs> you don't want to just like grab it up, right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, you yeah. kind of want to like, like you're making a Christmas bow, right? And then, and then... You know, and then it works. But like I said, my the problem with the fold is if you have the wrong kind of toilet paper, it just rips. Oh right, yeah, yeah. No, it's weird. It's weird. I don't know how to explain it, but I use like, like in between the first and the second layer, I wrap it between my ring finger so that way I can use my my um my pinky finger to secure it so that it doesn't it doesn't have any movement. The worst thing is when it rips and then your middle <laughs> yeah, yeah, finger okay, plays yeah, peekaboo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly why you do. So you're like, oh, I got it down here. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. But if it rips and, and that happens, then that's on you because you chose the amount of layers to put on. <laughs> so. No, no, there's some toilet paper. Okay. Yeah, I, No, no, I've learned that the problem is like some toilet paper, paper, the plot, like the, the, the grain, yeah. runs long ways. Oh, yeah. So it's going to split no matter what. <laughs> so you got you to extra layer those ones. Unfortunately, that's the exact toilet paper that's like loaded in the magazine right now. Oh, here? In my ba- no, in my bathroom oh, at home. Yeah. <laughs> so what I do is I'll do like threefold. 
Take it off. Grab another one. Right. Go the opposite direction threefold. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Counter-rotate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like a freaking, like one of the, the Russian helicopters. <laughs> yeah. Like a, like, yeah, the Skorovsky or, or, or whatever it's called. I can't remember it's called. Oh, front geez. to back or back to front? Uh, back to front. Yeah. No, no. Front Wait. to back. I had to think about that. Yeah, front to back. To go back to front, you have to reach down between. Now, I've, when I was really big, I had to, to wipe that way, but too many times I've accidentally put knuckles in the water. <laughs> so, or into whatever's in the water. Yeah, when I was 500 pounds, I physically could not go front to back, like from behind. Yeah. I couldn't reach. My ass was that big. I could not reach around to, to my butthole. This is the RTFM content people really came for, huh? Yep. So I had to go, like I said, I had to go back to front by leaning, going through the front. But like I said, you put oh, your you oh, put your oh, knu- oh, it- you put your knuckles in a dollop of poop more than once. You really start to regret it. <laughs> I, I'm glad this. I never had to like think about this logistics. Yeah, no, I was just, I'm back to front. I think yeah. Sit or stand. Uh, I, I pee while sitting if I want to go on my no, phone. Stand all the time. No, I'll pee while sitting. Be a you man. Know, <laughs> do you know how many times I was like, I'm just gonna go take a break on the toilet. Yeah. Literally sit down, take a nice pee, and just watch. Look at my phone. Yeah. Wow. Plus, the, plus the advantage of, of sitting down if you if you need to be is that you can also like just in case you need to number three. <laughs> Daniel <in> chat <laughs> says knuckles in the water. Do you guys not stand to wipe? You can't get in there as easy if you stand to wipe. Yeah, exactly. Your butt cheeks go together. That's how butt cheeks work. <laughs> yeah. In after, fact, if you want yeah. to be really thorough, you have to like lift up one butt cheek, spread, sit back down, lift uh-huh, up the other uh-huh, one, yeah, spread, yeah, sit yeah, back yeah, down. Exactly. Now you're spread. So all y'all <laughs> standing aren't cleaning like everything under there. And that's pretty gross, y'all. And that's probably why esports events smell like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, we've dude, been to dream, enough. The, we've been to enough land dude, parties. The, the DreamHack freaking warning that's like, please, please wear deodorant. And it's like, nope. They still and they didn't. don't. And they don't. They still didn't. You don't need deodorant to play Fortnite. Yeah. Apparently. Anyway, that's the end of the RTFM show. <laughs> Week 19 is back, reading the content you guys have been wanting. So remember, if you want to reach out to us, RTFM at jays2cents.com. And don't forget the. Uh, Dad bods and PC mod shirt, which is literally launched with this show. So if you guys want to, you know, get yours before they're gone, so it's sick. Basically, a hot rod with PC parts and stuff on it. So sick. Um, yeah, that's available right now over at jcsense.com. So anyway, make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss the show. Send us your uh, questions either Twitter or RTFM at jcsense. And as always, guys, we will see you in the next one, and next, also next week. And next week, Nick will be here. So that'll be awesome. Yay! All right, guys. Was, I don't remember how long the bumper music was for playing out. I don't oh, there we go. All right, guys. We'll <laughs> see you later. <laughs>